Hey, everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything, where Pastor J.D. Greer answers your questions. I'm Matt Love, and we have got a bonus episode for you this week. So go ahead and check this out. So in this episode, we're going to consider the question of how should Christians handle political differences? And I know that's a thorny issue, and it's very personal to some of you. In the book, 12 Truths and a Lie, we actually take a whole chapter and kind of plunge through this. What do we have to agree on? Where, where should we allow each other liberty? And how do we handle these kind of differences? In this episode, I want to give you, as I have in other episodes, just some, some ways that you can think about this that are complementary to what we're going to discuss in the chapter. I want to start um, right now by pointing out that in ancient Israel, one of the words that the Israelites used for God was Jehovah Nisi, which translates literally as the Lord is my flag. The Lord is my banner that I march behind. As Christians, I think when we approach this question, it's important to, to remember that we live as strangers and exiles in this country. We're not really, in, in the truest sense of the word, citizen. We are, I mean, United States citizen, but we're not truly citizens here. We belong to it. We participate in it. That means getting involved in, in, in politics, but it means I'd never truly considered this my home. Uh, the primary flag that I rally behind is not Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or Green Party, Constitution Party, Independent or anything else. Um, you might think certain candidates or even a certain party does a better job in certain situations. You might even think that they stand for a lot more moral things than the other candidate does. But ultimately, the point is, ultimately, we're not the party of the donkey or the elephant. We're the people of the lamb, the Lord, Jehovah Nisi. He's my banner. He's my flag. He's the one I most identify with. What I want to do in this episode is show you another time in Jesus's life where he, he taught the same thing, leading up to his trial and his crucifixion. When the soldiers came to take Jesus prisoner in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter pulls out his sword, Mark 14, and, and tries to take off one of the heads of the soldiers that came to get it. Um, he missed, though he ended up slicing off one of the soldiers' ears. But then Jesus, in what is truly one of my favorite scenes from Jesus's life, very patiently reaches down, you kind of see him exasperated, picks up the guy's ear and reattaches it. You have to wonder, like, what was that experience like for the soldier, right? I mean, you've come to arrest the guy, but he just picked up your bloody ear off the ground and reattached it. I feel like that would have probably lessened my motivation to arrest this guy. Jesus then tells Peter, this is from Matthew 26, which is the parallel to Mark 14. He says, Peter, put your sword back in its place because all who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call my father and he will provide me here and now with more than 12 legions of angels? This kingdom I'm bringing, Peter, Jesus says, this kingdom does not depend on you bringing it by force, nor is it sustained by your sword or any other human method. Later that night, Jesus stood before Pilate, the Roman governor in charge, and Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? To which Jesus responded, this time we're going to go with the gospel of John now, um, John 18, my kingdom, Jesus says, is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. The Savior that we are to hope in, the Savior that we adore, the Savior to whom we pledge our first allegiance, did not bring a kingdom that would operate by the same rules as earthly kingdoms does. And that means political weaponry, just like the military weaponry that Jesus warned Peter against. Political weaponry is of little value in, in sustaining or advancing this kingdom. I'm not saying it has no role in our lives as citizens, but it's not the primary way that, that God advances his kingdom. So using that kind of as our backdrop, let me address the four myths that Christians believe about politics. These are 
are myths that are believed both inside and outside the church. I believe these myths are the reason why we feel like it's impossible to handle political differences even within the church. Uh, The more we recognize these four myths, the more we'll be able to march under a different flag, truly. The more we'll be Jehovah Nisi people. And um, while we won't be uniform in everything that we think about every subject, we can move forward in true unity. We're going for unity here, not uniformity. Thanks for listening. Hear more on this topic from 12 Truths and a Lie, Answers to Life's Biggest Questions by clicking on the link in the show notes below or listening wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything. Anything.